Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Three, two, one. I don't know. I don't know where his foot is. He's somewhere on the end of his leg. He's here. He's here. He's listening in. Mm. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, uh, JC's got floating bits of bone in his ankle, right? Yeah. Sounds freaking painful. Get that from fixed, a, JC. From a Coldplay concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fell over a barrier at a Coldplay concert. Probably the safest concert you can attend. Coldplay. Love Coldplay. Seen them live myself. Brilliant live show. Very safe. Unless, of course, you're JC. How do you what else is a safe barrier? concert? Krista Berg? Is Krista Berg a safe concert? No, no. All those middle-aged women? Woo, no chance. <laughs> You would think that maybe Black Sabbath you'd get injured or something like that. Yeah. A mosh pit or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not a Coldplay pit. <laughs> no. Chris, Chris Martin's dulcet tones are not encouraging mosh pits and slam dancing, I don't think. Anyway, JC's not listening either, apparently. He's not chiming in. Um, I want to get to off the top here. Wonga, you just sent us a story. And you labeled it your favorite story ever, I think. And it's pretty great. Can you uh, expand yeah, a, uh, uh, this? There was a funeral in Ecuador, and the family is saying goodbye to their 74, 75-year-old uh, nurse mother. And all of a sudden, there's a tap from the from the from the coffin, and uh, they open the coffin, and mom is still alive. Having a glass and, of wine. Yeah. And f- basically, the doctors at the hospital, when she was brought in on the Friday, this is on a Monday, fr- on the Friday, uh, tried to revive her, said they she was dead. Um, and she'd gone in into the hospital 
unconscious. So they tried to revive her. She wasn't doing great. Called her dead. They tried to bury her. And she tapped on. So they mislabeled the death is what is happening. And it made me think, you know, if you're going to, for her, it, I was thinking about her. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling great. I'm going to have a sleep. And the next thing you know, you wake up and you're in basically an MRI machine, black, going, tuk, tuk, tuk. Like, What's going on in here? I'd be so mad at the family. Because if I went down for a little nap. Yes. And I wake up in a coffin. I'd be thinking, these guys are trying to bury me, these assholes. They already collected the insurance on you. <laughs> you must be a really awful person, though, right? For the family and the doctors to like not really make put much effort in here. Like, eh, we don't really need to test the, the heartbeat or the brain activity. Yeah. She looks dead to me. Good enough. I, I don't feel I, – I I'm not mad at the family because the family, if someone says, your mom's gone, especially a doctor – you believe like, it, right? Yeah. What would I, what would I say? You know, I'm going. Well, Can you check again? Yeah. yeah, but don't you pay? Don't you pay your last goodbyes? Like, bye, mom. Yeah. Well, closed closed casket. So uh, wouldn't no, the body be warm still if she wasn't dead? Yeah, I'm sure they put a little bit of makeup and everything on her before she went in. Yeah, don't the Catholics have open caskets as well? Not all. The Irish Catholics yeah. do, for sure. Do you not guys, all Catholics. Really? I don't want my... You know, when I'm gone, man, keep that thing closed. Yeah, we have... Open rights, keep open, it shut. We have open... I'll rights. shut it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll do the wake, right, Jimmy? Yeah, open. We have a celebration of life. Yeah. Nothing worse than a Catholic funeral. Fuck, you know, it goes on forever. Never ends. Never yeah, ends. So much guilt pulled down your throat. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> My grandmother pulled the door on herself. She was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an Irish, is that an Irish Catholic thing? Because my dad was Catholic and he got cremated. And we, uh, my, my uncle said, okay, at his gravestone, you've got to, they, you have to dig down a minimum of uh, three feet because they don't want, they want it below the surface. And my brothers and I just did about. We go. We're like, we were hungover. We love our dad, but we dug about a foot and a half, like a, a foot, threw it in, covered it up. And my <laughs> my my uncle, old old Arsène Turbin, is giving a shit. Going, it's supposed to be three feet. We're like, no, we can't do. But it. that's you buried your yeah. dad at six inches. Yeah, he's probably about the ashes. Fire below. Right? The urn. The urn. The urn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you know, that, that's, that's washed. That's washed away with a rain monger, by the way. That's right. Dad's yeah. floating around. Well, that's good, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Surprise some kid at the local elementary school. Three feet, though, is, is, I think, to avoid the issue of zombies, obviously, right? I think that's what that's Yes. Yeah. I thought yeah. it's six feet. Is it six feet? Yeah, For a body. Six foot under. For a body. body. Okay. Yeah, but and that's right. the zombie prevention, right? Because obviously they, they could get out if it was less than six feet. Like a Michael and Jackson thriller? Yeah, exactly. That's, wanted, that's exactly what we, I was thinking, actually. We wanted, our, we wanted our father to remember us the same way we remembered him. He always given us shit for not trying hard enough. <laughs> I, I told my family, I said, look, when I'm gone, I want you to take me to the taxidermist. I want you to stuff me. And then I want you to put me on a chair at the funeral in the back corner with a pair of shades on. 
and a big heart on. <laughs> yeah, naked from the waist down. Naked from the waist down. You stuff me, you stuff me good down there. <laughs> Weekend at Jimmy's. Oh, how great would Weekend at Jimmy's be? Yeah. Man, you go on one of those naked bike rides on a Saturday, all propped oh, yeah. up. Double, I double ride, Jimmy. Just oh, yeah. Put him on the back and just double with my feet up. Just going. It'd be amazing. Do you ever think about your funerals? Like, Not really. Not really? No. Do you have a will? Do you have a will? Yeah, I'll go will. Jimmy, do you have a will? Uh, yes, I do. My kid's got a lot of debt coming away. I'll have to give. Craig, do you have a will? A lot of debt. Here, here you go, Joe. Yeah, it's on. A, it's on a postage stamp. It's one of those stickums on the on the fridge. Yeah, over half of my will went in the divorce, so don't have much <laughs> left. <laughs> don't even have a spatula like a thing. You get the utensils. You get not the cook, not the cooking ware, but the utensils. No spatulas. No tongs. So, if, if we're going from um, like death talk, right? And, and what is the complete opposite to death? And that is obviously Jack Grealish. No one's more alive than Jack Grealish. That boy is enjoying himself this week. Did you see the images from the, the bus parade? And even before then, they, the boys went to uh, Ibiza for, I think, 12 hours. Just went hard. And, and Jack's front and center. And that image of him on the bus with his shirt off in, in the Jesus pose is just brilliant with the rain coming down this guy is just a legend isn't he yeah i'm sure pep was uh overjoyed by that <laughs> i think he's gonna let in the shackles off a little bit right he said that we he let them enjoy this, this season the wins a little bit more than in the past <clears throat> you know um, i think he's learning i think pep's learning a little bit more about life is short and, and you need to enjoy the moments right and so he let them enjoy them a little bit, whereas in the past, they'd win an FA Cup, for example, and, and they'd be back in next day training. I think this time around, he let them have a, a day or so just to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And quite frankly, as, as when you guys were at your best, your peak condition as athletes, you can have a couple of beers, right? And, and, and you bounce back pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You do. One training session, sort it out, you're back. Yeah. Although yeah, I'm seeing these Man City players who probably don't drink. Most of them don't drink or very little drink throughout, throughout the season, right? You know, the modern athlete. They're probably getting smashed on like three beers. Completely lightweights. On an empty stomach? Yeah, post-match. You know how that is, right? You have like a drink after a, a game of footy. You, you, you feel the first beer. Oh, yeah. We've seen some celebrations lately. We got the the golf one with the Adam Hadwin getting absolutely rugby tackled on the green, and then you got Grealish, then you got the the Nuggets and Jamal Murray and Jokic trying to shake his bottle. It was like pretty uh, lackluster compared Did to Grealish. Jokic was great, man. Post game, where he was saying, "He goes, yes, well, we've done our job. Now it's time to go home." <laughs> and then and the, he's here press conference. They said, "Um, you know, you're looking forward to the parade." And he's like. When when is when is the parade? When Thursday? Thursday, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> you want to get home straight away? I love that guy. He's like the anti-hero, isn't he? He just doesn't really seem to. He doesn't buy into the the swag and the hype of being a professional athlete. He's just he's generational in what he's doing. But 
He seems a really normal dude. What a player, too. What a player. Wasn't it great, though, seeing Jamal Murray, tears come to his eyes, like, you know what sport can bring? This guy's career, mm-hmm. two years ago, he was thinking of retirement after tearing his ACL. You know, that's he was, over, he was over a year, right, Wonger? A compl- yeah, he was a year and a half. Year and a half. Because it, it was like Christmas of the season and then another year fully after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was going to say, Sharms, the Guardian's – uh headline the hedonist hedonist why jack Grealish is having the best week of his life <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't really hear much about jack Grealish's girlfriend because i don't think he's got a girlfriend he just uh no she went to a wedding it came up oh really yeah she oh, went to a wedding crazy. without him yeah yeah you yeah, wouldn't I mean, want that- him there after well, after you win, I mean, you tell me after you win that kind of tournament, right? You win the treble, you have to have an understanding, girlfriend or wife, right? Because you got to tell them, listen, you know, I, I'm going to celebrate this with you. I am, just not right now. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm I'm going away with the boys. We've been through this grind now for the last nine, ten months. No. Um, it's not really about the family, right? It's about this this family. Is that? Mm-hmm. callous or is that the way it is and the way it should be well i don't think she'd want to be around them because didn't he stay in his football kit for over 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> he must have been stinking <laughs> that's awesome he was at the at the bar in in the club in ibiza with his kid on the entire time that's brilliant that is brilliant he must have reeked He's like doing the Jimmy Brennan, just pointing at the back of his name on the, <laughs> the back. You look just like Jack Greenish. Yep, I do. Yeah. Still got still got his cleats on. <laughs> but yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned Jamal Murray. I love seeing you know an athletes break down in happy moments like that. Did you guys ever have a moment where you had tears streaming down your your, your cheeks because of a, a occasion, sporting occasion? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Gold Cup for for sure. Yeah. yeah, really. And yeah. when did it hit you? Hit you on the field or after? Uh, oh, you got carried on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, even leading up to it, I mean, the result against Mexico and then Trinidad and Tobago before we got to the final. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, for Canada and the Gold Cup, nobody else has ever won it outside the U.S. and Mexico. So it was a pretty special moment. They. St- Still haven't won it outside Mexico, <laughs> the United States. <laughs> so maybe that'll change this summer. Maybe you know Canada definitely have a team that can compete. Uh, this is not a great Mexico team, not a not the best U.S. team either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Nations League as well. Yeah, that more important. I mean, the, the Gold Cup is going to be a weakened uh, team, though, isn't it? They're going to some of the stars won't be there. Fonzie won't be there. You said that already. It's going to mm-hmm. be more of a developmental squad. But you, Jimmy, you know, were, you, were you emotional after the Gold Cup? Any other times? Yeah, Gold, Gold Cup was emotional, that's for sure. Yeah. I think because it was just, uh, I think it was just a roller coaster of a tournament for us. Like we were just kept on winning and winning. And, you know, it was we're laughter and joy and tears. And, and then finally, when we did win it, it was what a moment it was. But it'd be nice for, for us to win another one. It's been 23 years since we won anything. So, remember that, Jimmy, when we were sitting in the every every night, it was like after a game and sitting in the hot tub with a 24 pack and Alex McKechnie, and we're all giggling about, hey, I can't believe we got to this. Now we're in the semis. 
Oh, we won again. Oh, shit. <laughs> we just beat Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but we, that's a great question, Charms, because we have to remember, too, uh, the Jamaica World Cup qualification game. Craig being interviewed by our friend Arash Madani. You let some Crying tears like go. A baby. Yeah, Craig. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You cry a lot, don't you? I do. I do. I'm a fucking puddle. Are you like a watch a sad movie and you're you're, you're blabbering? Blabbering. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful I'm, I'm in I'm a puddle. It's a beautiful <laughs> moment though when he when he gets a little bit teary and you walk over to him and you it's like it's like pulling down a giraffe so that he can come on your shoulder. Come on, bring that neck down. Let's I know. You know shoulder, man. Everybody's like, oh, I wish I was tall. I wish I was tall. It's like, what? You know, when you hug somebody, is like you, you bend over. Like, you know, it's hard to get no. a good hug. So, no, is, a good hug? is it a good hug? When you, nest, you get to nestle the chin into your into your neck, that's a good hug, right? Whereas in your yeah. case, you're getting, you're getting like the hug in your sternum. Well, yeah. And no, yeah, you're like that. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to get got to get in there. And it's- Plus, you can't hide your blubbering either, right? Like you're on full display. No, but it's funny, though, when he does when he does give a hug, like even on the boat, you know, there was a couple of people that were probably maybe about five two, five three. Oh yeah. And when he goes in for the hug, it's the knees bend, bend, the back arches, and the neck comes down. <laughs> it's weird to look at, isn't it? It's really kind of awkward. Well, and then yeah, when everyone's well. crotchite too, they were cr- some people who were crotchite to Craig. So that's just awkward. But yeah, it could also be great. Well, like Yao Ming and Amy. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like he, it's just some angles. It looks like he's actually teabagging somebody, just resting <laughs> oh, on the forehead. Yeah. And, and Craig's what six five? I mean, he's really tall. But I mean, there's there's taller people. I mean, you, you look at these seven footers. We just watched the NBA finals. Yeah. You get these guys. I mean, that's just it's a disability. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a handicap unless you're a basketball player. Well, Craig yeah. has a stat. What's the stat about seven footers, Craig? You've used this before, but one in eight seven footers have played in the NBA. That's crazy. And and a lot of those though seven footers are like are probably a little bit disabled, right? They're probably all like gnarly jointed and boned and stuff. Well, those right? are the seven of the eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because there aren't many athletes who are seven foot tall. No, you know, it's amazing, isn't it? I think especially white guys, they get to about six, seven, six, eight, and they usually get all like goofy, you know. And, over, and, yeah. and Jokic, she's six eleven, so he's just short of seven foot. And he's awkward as hell too. And he looks like the guy if you if you picked him up at a basketball court, you'd be like, Wow, look at that guy he tried to reverse pass behind his back and he actually pulled it off because Oh, and wow, he, he can pass and he can shoot. Oh Sign him. Sign him. <laughs> so one in one in eight played in the NBA. One in eight seven footers, yeah. Wow. And what did the others do? In the circus. So change, change light bulbs and fix ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about that guy who's going to be drafted number one? I forget his name now. And he's in he's in uh, Europe right now. Oh, the French guy. Seven, seven five, foot four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you see him, and he, you Wabinyan, see him. Yeah, you, you see him yeah. move. He looks normal. He's seven foot four. 
That is incredible. The way he's built is incredible. Yeah. yeah. He looks he looks normal. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go again. Having a go at the tall guys. I know, right? Well, you're a fairly proportionate tall guy, though, Craig. It's not yeah. like well, well, I think what, the short legs. I think what Charms is saying, that Wabanyama guy is proportionate, right? There are yeah. guys who like Jokic does he looks like if you put two bolts in his neck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Or you rang. Fire. 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 Herman Munster. Yeah, yeah exactly. I could, I could see Sharms is that guy too when he walks by those really tall people and just under his breath goes, freak, and just keeps walking. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm open to all sorts of freaks. Yeah. <laughs> never, never offend any freak. No. Um, so going back to Canada, they are playing in the Nations League. 15th that's tomorrow against panama and you win that and you get to play uh, the states of mexico in the final it's huge atiba is going to retire according to the athletic and joshua cloak he's gonna quit club football and this will well they said likely be his last uh foray for his his country something we saw coming for a while and he seemed like a nice time to say farewell at this tournament maybe with a trophy but it gives us any excuse, any excuse to champion Atiba, right, Craig? And, and what a great, not only a great player, but great yeah. dude, great ambassador for, for Canada. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's coming. It was coming. We have, we've been talking about this for probably the last few years about Atiba. He scored a penalty, didn't he, for his club side? I think he was the oldest player to score in the Turkish league, I think. Yeah. Or certainly for his club. I mean. I think in the league. In the league, that's what I thought. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal, and he is like just a top, top class guy. Yeah, so interesting for him to go out. I, I've actually heard that the, the ticket sales are are going very well. I think their semis are sold out, and the final should be sold out by Wednesday for sure. In so, Vegas, in Vegas, yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know some Jimmy, Canadian had, fans going down there. Jimmy, you had some crossover with Atiba, right? <laughs> yes, I did. I played with Atiba. He walked away. Really nice guy. Good player. Great, great insight. Okay. That's why people come here, right? They, they, they now know. They can leave this podcast today and say, wow, we didn't know Atiba was a good player. Now we know. Thanks, Jimmy Brennan. Well, Craig, you were just on the cusp. Like, he was starting and your career was ending, right? Yeah. Were you guys ever in training camps together or anything? Like, was he brought up? Yeah. Um, where you'd go, oh, there that that kid's got skills, and you saw it right from the beginning that this guy had an engine and was yeah. going to be a, you know, a mainstay on the on the national team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, and technically, I mean, you know, talk to all the Canadian players, probably you know say that Atiba was the the best player we we've actually had in the technical development side of things. Yeah, yeah. we, we, we never relied on pace. Didn't have you know, lightning pace. And so he adapted his game into control, technique, vision, uh, ability to read the game incredibly well, good teammate, leader, all these things. And you know, just, just about everything. Perfect. Perfect for a manager. He's a, he's a manager's dream. The kid. Yeah. Yeah. The it's kid. Probably one of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the best ever to play for Canada for sure. Yeah. There's a reason why he played for those clubs in Europe for as long as he did. Right. You don't just do that accidentally. Right. It's because you're a really good player. Well, even Copenhagen, right. he's in the all-time 11 Copenhagen, right? So not the oldest club in the world, but 
I mean, that's that's saying something for a Canadian to be in the all-time eleven. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, he's still Canada's greatest ever player. I mean, mm-hmm. Funzi, will, Funzi will surpass that eventually. And I'm not saying the most talented, right? And but, but I'm saying what he's done over the longevity he's shown as well. Mm-hmm. He's he's right up there. So we'll miss Atiba Hutchinson for sure. I wonder what he'll do now. Will he? Because he's, he's not one to like the spotlight too much. Will he stay in football? I mean, you can see him coaching. Because like you said there, he has got that IQ, that football IQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he stays in the game. Hopefully he stays here in Canada. But let, we know that ain't going to happen. No, when we when we talked to him, we talked to him at the the last training camp at BMO, and uh, Craig and I we stayed. We watched the whole training session, and all the players came over, had some good conversations with him. And Tebow was kind of thinking, where does he want to stay? He's not going to stay in Turkey, and he's looking in Canada now. Whether he comes back to Toronto or possibly Vancouver, and he's just trying to figure out that next step in his life where he wants to plant his family and and. Uh, live his life i think the the earthquake in istanbul really scared him a little bit he talked about moving to vancouver but i got news for him i'm not sure if he knows about the fault off vancouver island that's uh, overdue to go as well because that's in the in the neighborhood of what istanbul saw so he, he might want to do some research <laughs> I wonder if he was the podcast well might be interesting yes atiba we'll get rid of jimmy Right? Yeah. See ya. (laughs) Going back to bed. Yeah. I'm going to take your... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Free work elsewhere. And I'm keeping this microphone, Wonger. <laughs> it's yours. It's yours. Still looking forward to this tournament. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. And uh, Canada's got a strong team out there. Um, Kyle Laren, by the way, rumors about him being bought by Real Valladolid. Uh, mm-hmm. They got a buy option from Bruges. Pretty, pretty small amount of money. And then they'd sell him for a lot more money to uh, La Liga club because Valladolid obviously relegated. So that's interesting. That'd be a great move for him, obviously. He's playing such good football right now. His stock's high. Turns out that turned out to be a really good move for him, didn't it? It does, actually. You know, when you, you look at it, relegation, not great. He, he, he did quite well when he went there, but I'm not sure what Club Bruges are doing, having a buyout clause of that price, because they're going to snap that up and sell him for... Was it 1.5 mil? Yeah. 1.5 million euros or something. They're going to sell him for 30 million euros, 25 million euros. Like it's... That's bad business. The bad business from Bruges, not seeing that, but there you go. 
Uh, Canada's women's team, uh, we know this, they're playing against England behind closed doors in Australia. Still no word. It ain't going to happen, is it? This this farewell match. No. I mean, Jesus Christ. This, given stadiums, by all reports, we heard that from the horse's mouth on this podcast. They were offered mm-hmm. free stadiums to have a game. Couldn't get their shit together. Well, and then also, if you're in another country, you're going, is there a chance that they could boycott again? Right. You know, the men that did it against Iran, like it's like, you know, how stable. They still haven't got a deal sorted out. Like why why would somebody put that at risk that they could walk out? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the CBA has gone very quiet. Obviously, new people now in charge. Maybe they're more uh, covert and you'd hope there's conversations cutting on behind closed doors. I've heard nothing. You guys heard anything? No, it's going to drag on and on and on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Women's World Cup, if you're in Europe, you don't get to see it at this point. There's no TV deal in place. <laughs> Jeez. Across Europe, and that includes uh, UK, that includes France, that includes Spain. These are, you know, powerhouses in women's soccer. They'll get a deal done eventually, but the BBC are saying, listen, you know, we, we offer, we have a history of offering good money, fair value for, mm-hmm. for rights. And what FIFA's asking right now isn't fair. So this is on FIFA at this point. Yeah, FIFA want, I mean, they're going to go to equal prize money in a few years and they're trying to push the, you know, the broadcasters. And I mean, it literally is single digits. Japan, I think, is 5% of what they paid for the men and they're in a great time zone. Italy, 2% of what they paid for the men's. Uh, UK still haven't got a deal done. And they're not worried about the, like in Canada, for instance, Canada games are going to do really, really well. But Nigeria against Costa Rica or something like that, these are the games where I think the Men's World Cup will, will sustain a certain level of attendance on uh, you know, watching on television. Um, but the Women's World Cup won't. And that's what worries most of them is that they're picking up all these games that are not going to be viewed that much. And um, it's, a, it's a business. So. Yeah, we'll and, see. I mean, in Canada, we have to mention that too. I mean, what did, what did the rights go for in Canada? Well, it was basically thrown into the men's deal. They're not paying anything for this women's World Cup. Yeah. They started their promotion, though, right? They had that, mm-hmm. that ad that came out yesterday. So that's... Mm-hmm. That looked nice, looked good. Uh, our very yeah. own Amy Walsh show, I think, is going to be involved in this, is she not? Yeah. I don't know if her deal is signed, but hopefully we'll see her golden locks and her uh, bitter smile up on those... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're gonna hammer her oh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun well we'll be covering it uh, hey when you guys did the world cup you guys seemed to have a really good time who was the who's the guy at sportsnet i mean we had a good time we were exhausted but every time you were on air you guys had it was like footy prime be having banter at Sportsnet, which yeah. I didn't think they'd l- allow you guys to do, but it seemed like you guys had a good time doing that. They it actually was. encouraged it, and you know they were really encouraging it at the end. I mean, it was wanting that sort of camaraderie and banter. How, who was the closest to dropping the F-bomb on national television? It's got to be Jimmy. Jimmy had to have been close to saying, well, that guy's just sh- yeah, sugar. Same close. <laughs> I think we were the guinea pigs as well because once we were done with the World Cup, the the setup was the same for the hockey after. 
Yeah, it was. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, Faisal was great. Faisal's a great host, right? Faisal allowed us to do our stupid thing, you know, just have fun with it. And uh, yeah, it it was a lot of fun. It was very loose. It's very different to a lot of Canadian sports broadcasts, put it that way. Which, as we know, is a little bit uh, formulaic, buttoned up, shall we say? Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) You know. You you did it for until they fired you. Um, <laughs> we, 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 got, we were not renewed, right, Craig? We were not renewed. That's different from being fired. Yeah. Fired. And, they, and they put out a really nice statement when we left. Yeah. You know, been there for 18 years. It was it was really, really lovely. I was, I was, I missed that. I was in the problem, I was the problem in you had to write your own statement <laughs> on Twitter. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> seems, you know, this past season, right? I mean, I was thinking about this with the Chambers League finishing. Um, you know, it was a great season, a really great season. It, it seemed to go on for a very long time because of the World Cup. What was the biggest, what do you think at the end of the year, what's the biggest story? Was it the World Cup? Was it Messi? Was it the treble? It's the World Cup, right? World Cup and Messi, yeah. 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 The yeah. treble was big. Not very not, big. Not Messi and, you know, that, that, that. Blew it away, Messi in Argentina. For my, for my opinion, that's true. You're right. But then, then there's a, the dark cloud hanging over the season, as great as it was and exciting. Was of course this sports washing going to a brand new level as well, right? You got a World Cup in Qatar. You got uh, a Saudi-powered Newcastle making enormous inroads. You got, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi, Dhabi-powered Man City winning the treble. Ronaldo player. Ronaldo going to yeah, exactly going to Saudi Stevie Arabia. Stevie G, you just said, didn't you throw that up on? Yeah, the it's not confirmed. Stevie G oh. off to Saudi. Arabia. I mean, so that Benzema. there is there is a cloud hanging Benzema. over it, isn't there? Benzema, yeah, exactly. It's a new reality for sure. And either, I mean, going back to the golf, like I said, Craig and I were all can't believe the Live Tour and PGA and Saudis and who was watching. Nick Taylor hit that 72-foot putt. I was. Full-on hypocrite. Needed to watch it. Wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, Good putt. But, you know, but, I mean, a lot of service. people are talking about this money situation, Man City, and, you know, you know what, how, where are we going with this? But money has always played a part. I mean, yes, Man United used new. to out-flex everybody in that league. You look at Milan back in the day, AC Milan – uh, you know, financial clout, Bayern Munich have financial clout, always have had. So there's, it's always been there to a certain level. Look at look at what they're spending, like at Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, these American oligarchs are not much different. Yeah. Well, they're, I think they're, they're less obvious about who they assassinate, maybe. Yeah, uh. who they screw. <laughs> I, I just got a notif- notification there. James Milner... Going to Brighton. Oh, yeah, confirmed? Yeah. Right. Good for him. Because he was linked with new, uh, Leeds as well and someone else, I believe. Yeah. But and Brighton was always you, the front runner. What about Brendan Rodgers as well? Yeah, I put that one in. Yeah. That's what, crazy. not Celtic, you mean? <laughs> no, no, Brendan Rodgers. Are going to Leeds last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Last minute, yeah. What was it? 15, 15 million a year? 15 million a year, three-year deal. Oh. I mean... <laughs> That's some big money for a league championship team. That's oh, like yeah. that's 
off the charts money. That's that's pep money, isn't it? Imagine that U-turn driving up to Celtic and getting that phone call. <laughs> Back down to Yorkshire. I'm sure, uh, Jimmy, there'd be one phone call to Celtic. Hey, listen, um, I, I've got another offer. Can you come close to it? Hey, how much? 15 yeah. million a year. Yeah, he, he thought he had to go back up to Scotland to make himself look good again to get another deal like all the other managers out of Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, look at these guys. They're winning. Hey, it's like... It's like well, let me ask you, are you better off? Are you better off? Like, forget the money right now for a second. Are you better off, in his case, going to Leeds with, with a huge bankroll in the league championship and try and get him back to the Premier League? You know what, how big that club is? Or are you better off going to Celtic, um, a massive global brand, a huge club, where you're going to win trophies, but it's Scotland. Where are you better off going if you're Brendan Rodgers? Forget the money. You can't forget the money. <laughs> I'm forgetting the money. Right now, forget the money. The money is, is equal money right now. Celtic's offering you $5 million. Oh, that's fine. Well, I mean, Leeds aren't going to win. Well, million. they could win that the, the division, the championship, I guess. But other than that, you know, they're not really going to win a trophy. But but it's the project, Craig. It's you a project. promotion to the Premier League. Yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? What's the what's as a manager? Like, what is be smart about this? That's not used to heart. We understand how big Celtic is, but Leeds is massive too. Don't Leeds don't kid yourselves. Leeds is a monster club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a fun project, though, wouldn't it? Going to Leeds, try to get them back back in the Premier League. They'll is have it the more money fun than winning trophies. Is it more fun than a treble in Scotland? Well, look, you know you're going to win trophies in Scotland. That's inevitable. I mean, so only those two teams have won trophies from what 1983 or something. So you're definitely going to win something. Well, he won, he's won a treble there before. He's won yeah. championships there. He's done it. Yeah, he got him a move. Hmm? Got him a move. Yep. He left mid-season as well, so he'll have to win some some hearts back in Celtic because you know some of those fans are like, hey, you left us before. How do we know you won't do it again? Well, he did because he was supposed to be going to Celtic, so he just turned it back on them again. <laughs> again, he, he thought he had to go back to Celtic to you know get that uh, get that market value back up again and get him a big move for fifteen million a year. And it's like, nope, sorry, sorry, I don't even need to come back to you. Here's my fifteen million. That's a I, I, I think I think it's a tough one though, right? And I forget again; it's easy <laughs> to say forget the money. I understand. Obviously, that's the biggest power here, right? But, you know, given where Scottish football is, given that he's won there before, you know, is it a bigger draw than, than leading a project with a huge club that leads it? That if you get it right, if you get it right, you get back in the prem and you become a club legend there. They're not going to be far off. They're going to have a, they have a lot of money to spend. Most of those are going to outspend 90% of those clubs in that championship next year. You know, Sharms, it's funny because you said, hey, it's the end of the kind of European League. You're totally right, but Euro qualifiers start on Saturday. Or wait, two days from now. Yeah, I think Saturday. And England's playing Malta. And we came fourth in sports. Our podcast came fourth in sports in, in Malta. Malta. Yeah. So to all the Mal- Maltese who are listening to us, thank you so much. To all the English who aren't, start listening. But <laughs> they got a few selections guys, in England. Like they're they literally have not stopped. They will not stop. Canada, even like the guys who are coming over from Europe, you know, the nations, the CONCACAF Nations League, the MLS. There are 
like the amount of matches in a in a career all of a sudden mm-hmm. has gone off exponentially. Yeah, it's it's an, it's nuts. The time off. I mean, there was years with the national team playing in the summer in tournaments or matches that you you pretty much go straight through. No summer off. You go right into the next season. I mean, generally we were back for preseason the second or third of July. It's mm-hmm. just <laughs> a couple of weeks away. And then you're off again. The next thing you know, you're playing preseason. It's like, oh, what the preseason? Those games absolutely suck. You do not like preseason games other than oh, getting your fitness hate up. Them. Oh, my God. You just played 60-odd games. You got two weeks off, and you're playing preseason. Thanks a lot. And what, what kind of level is the preseason at that point? Because you are just coming back from a holiday. Is it just going, hey, I've got to get – is it more of a head thing than a body thing? I got to get my brain into this because my body hasn't really, I, I haven't had enough time to get out of shape. So mm-hmm. it's just more about a mindset. Is that what it's like? Yeah. It's amazing though, you know, if you have three weeks off and you're doing nothing for three weeks, you are way behind fitness wise. It doesn't yeah. take long to lose it. It takes you a long time to get it back. <laughs> As you know, eh, when you're, you know, people, you know, have a little bit of weight around their midsection. You try and get that off. It's, it's. Who are you looking at, Craig? I have no idea what you're doing, Craig. I was looking at you two up at the top of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the fat fucks? Well, I'm talking about myself too. I used to have a six pack and now it's one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be a cuddly. Yes, so cuddly. Yeah. So what's the perfect thing? What's the perfect if you could reinvent the soccer calendar, right? What Jimmy, let's ask you as a former coach, current coach, well, soon to be another coach at some point, let's hope, and you should be. You know football, that's what I'm saying. Fuck, I'm so awkward here. Um if you could re <laughs> if, if you, could you re- insult him insult him during the question. <laughs> he's a manager, coach. but he'll probably be a manager again in the future, but right now he's not a manager. Okay. Anyway, what is if you could reschedule the soccer calendar? What is the ideal number of games? What is what does it look like? How many weeks off in the summer? How many complete weeks off? How many weeks off to build up? How much in in, in training camp? What would you? How would you uh, redesign it? Uh, well, it's that's a tough question because England's completely different, right? You normally get five to six weeks off, and for me, I think I would like that more because you're constantly, you're working, you're doing something. The CPL, you end up with months off, which does get quite boring at times, right? And it's a long time off for players as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very long. And it's a long preseason right, compared to what it is over in Europe. So the way it is in Europe, I like it. I really did like it. Because it was quick, you know, you're always, it's go, 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 go. And CPL is too much time off. Same with MLS, but it's MLS isn't as bad because they've got more teams, longer season. Was your Did your MLS season change at all as the league got more competitive? Or was it always the same? Because I remember I was talking to Oso when he was in LA, right? Um, and they were, I think they played the LAFC in an exhibition uh, scrimmage. And that, that was February. Was it? Did MLS always kind of start in that Feb space to get ready to go in uh, April? Yeah. yeah, it was normally April, March. That, that February time you'd start. You know, January everybody would start coming back in. 
So it was only a couple months off with with MLS, but the CPL was longer because you're off October and then you go November, December, January, February. They, their season doesn't start till what end of April. So that's a long, long off season. It's too long. Well, they ain't going to change though, is it? Because there's more games coming. We know the Club World Cup is being revamped. Um, people like Arsene Wenger want World Cups every two years. There won't be fewer games, that's for sure. The athletes mean nothing, and their well-being is about money, money, money. Can yeah. I ask you guys this? Is UEFA and FIFA, do they work together, or are they fighting each other on scheduling and all that kind of stuff? Because uh-huh. I would think that would seem to yeah. be something, you know, the European leagues are the engine, right? Yeah, They're the, they're the hub. And um, so if FIFA, no matter that it's international, your, you know, your top – out of your top 30 teams, there's 25 coming out of Europe, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, do they fight? Do they have um, kind of headline-oriented scrimmage, you know, acrimony? Yeah. yeah, well, they're both, you know, competing for time, for games, for money. Yeah, they're, they're not always – they're in conflict sometimes, for sure. Yeah. And who wins? Well, I don't – I, I, I don't know if it's as much, though, simply because – you know, really, the only dates that FIFA is looking for is World Cup, right? And then but, uh, qualifying Euros and all that. That's all left to UEFA. I know, but doesn't um, – so UEFA would fall like for us, we're CONCACAF. Is UEFA the equivalent to CONCACAF? Yeah. Yes. Exact, okay. exact same thing. And then they're under FIFA. And they're all under FIFA. Yes. Yeah, okay. so you got the Africans, the Asian Confederation, yeah. UEFA, Commonwealth, South America, yeah. CONCACAF, Oceania. Right. Yeah. So they're all under FIFA no matter what. It's just, hey, we've got to uh, get these. So they, they put out a schedule and they say, hey, FIFA, here's our schedule because they've got that qualifiers for Euro and for Commonwealth. Like, it's all going to match up and, and even CONCACAF. It's all going to be, hey – FIFA gets the check mark at the end, say approved kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the Nations oh, okay. League's FIFA too, right? I'm not sure how that works with all the confederations. I guess CONCACAF run the Nations League. Yeah. But there you go. Those are the competitions as well that you, you know, you're not raising money for your association when you're playing those games. You know, it's, this is all part of the CONCACAF Nations League. So very few opportunities for Canada to raise money. This year, the, the Nations League makes more money too, I think, than the Gold Cup, right? Because the Gold Cup is going to be, a, you know, I want to say a B team, but essentially the states, Mexico and Canada in particular, will be sending their, their B team to the Gold Cup with, with bigger Nations League games coming up later this, this summer slash fall, which gets you into the Confederations Cup, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and from CONCACAS point of view, I mean, Canada... Honestly, we bring very little to the table. Like there might be two, three, hopefully four thousand in Vegas watching. You know that would be that would be a big number. Uh, but you're not holding this competition if all these teams only drew what Canada did. You're not playing in that massive stadium in Vegas. They're relying on the U.S., Mexico, Honduran, El Salvador fans that will actually show up in their droves. To, for these competitions, but not yeah. yet. Like we'll we'll see who. Uh, well, this even these semifinals, they would have much yeah. rather had 
Mexico on one side, U.S. Oh, yeah. on the other. 100%. Full. Yeah, so yeah. that semifinal is Canada and Panama getting knocked out, and the final is Mexico. I mean, they'd sell out. Mexico, U.S. would sell out. Yeah, the that's what they want, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it looks as we're going to sell out anyway, and the semis apparently are sold out pretty much, so. I think we could be surprised. I think there'll be a lot of Canadian fans there. Yeah, I know a few that travel. I mean, there's voyages travel well, but it's not not that many of them, is there? That's the thing. I mean, this it's a decent number. Yeah, we're not, we're not filling an end zone. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll take the first three rows. Yeah. <laughs> Family, friends. Throw a megaphone on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's TFC, but... <laughs> All right, listen. Um, that game, by the way, you can catch on... Fubo TV, fubotv.com slash footy prime. You can still sign up, of course, subscribe. And it's a summer full of huge games from the Nations League, the Gold Cup, and of course, the Canadian Premier League. Um, all right, everyone, I've got to run. Is there anything else you guys want to get to? I was just thinking about the MLS All Star game. And why? Uh, well, why the fuck? We can think about that because you have to vote for it. And I was just thinking, I, it, I, Richie Larea once again is, you know, killing it this year. And I'm just wondering where his future is. And it's, I just think, Richie, I want him to have another shot. And if he gets the, to the All-Star game, it might be another opportunity to highlight and spotlight this guy. That's all. That's a fair point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there voting for MLS All-Stars, vote for Richie Larea. Toronto fans actually generally vote really heavily for All-Star games in, in all sports. So the TSC faithful will be all over that. And you're right. If there's one guy that should be there, it's Richie, given his form this year. Are you mad at me now for bringing that up, you dick? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. And if he doesn't have enough votes, I hope he's a coach's pick. Yeah. Not a a Yogi Love's coach's pick, but a coach's pick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got that. You didn't get that, Wonga? No. Yogi Love was the German coach that picked his ass and his balls. Remember the one that kept and then, on then ate yes. whatever was on his finger. Oh, that's disgusting. He smelt his balls. Fuck. Oh, he smelt everything. His pits and everything. Honestly. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Anything that had like a scent to it, it, it was picked and smelt. Yeah. He had some sort of phobia. Some sort of, fuck, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Sorry. Just you said coach's pick. And... Yeah. Good coach, though. They put up with it. They did. They made better. Yeah, than he would chase you around with his fingers. I would never shake his hand. I'll tell you that for no. sure. Oh. Rather shake the nude bic- bicyclist's hands. Uh, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, can we go now, Wong, or do you want to get yeah, no, no, I don't have any more uh, All Star questions? Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, we're back on Friday with news and dubs. Until then, keep buying newspapers and uh, cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.